Hey, hey, ladies, Dr. Brandy here. Thank you for being here at the Ultimate Biohack for Women. Today's show is going to be an inspirational moment in time for you, okay? And I hope that this touches your life for the rest of your life. You're going to hear a story of strength and overcoming things that maybe some of us think we couldn't even overcome if it were us. She has done an amazing job of turning her health around and finding the way for other people to do the same. And regardless if you have breast cancer or any kind of sickness or illness going on, this show is for you, okay? These are tips and tools that we can all put into play right now to begin improving our lives every single day. Like we are at a precipice in this moment in time and and many, many, many people are sick and going down and many, many people are getting well and going up. I see it every day in my practice. Naomi sees it all the time in her practice. And you know, we get to choose and now is the time for that choice. So I'm just blessing you with this opportunity to hear this wonderful, magnificent woman share all these wonderful tips and tools with you so that you too can begin rising up in your own life and begin sharing that word of health and well-being with others. So thank you for being here and enjoy the show. It'll be 10 years in December that I got that call that no one wants to get that I had breast cancer. And it wasn't just one tumor, but I had two invasive tumors. And one of the tumors is one that is actually pretty aggressive. So it just was like, holy buckets, I'm in my 30s. I'm supposedly healthy. How did I get cancer? I'm gonna get to work and I'm gonna start to talk to every single person I know that has ever been diagnosed with breast cancer, ask them about their journey, what they did, what they would what they wish they would have done or no one prior and then just be a sponge and just absorb as much information as I possibly can. And that's what I started to do. And I was thrilled when I found that we actually have the ability to change our gene expression. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, Dr. B here. And you know, before we jump into this show, I do want to say something. We are at a precipice here. We all feel the tide. It's raging right now. And we get to choose how this plays out. We have the ability to shift outcomes in a positive direction, to ensure the health of ourselves, our families and communities improve that we become stronger and better beings, leading the way to greater well-being, and it can be done. And this is just the beginning, my friends. And if we want a new strength to arise in our minds, in our hearts, in our communities, and in our immune systems, we must open ourselves to a new way of thinking and doing things. We have to stop the fear-mongering, the backbiting, the finger-pointing, and come to that place within ourselves that aligns with something greater, which gives us the power to rise up which gives us the power to heal. And it starts with you. You have to come first here. Put your own oxygen max on first so you can help others then rise up to their own greatness. This all takes a new level of consciousness. This takes recognizing that you are the one. You are the one that gets to call forth your own healing potential so you can optimize your life. 
This gives rise to others following suit as they see the path is lit by the radiance of your own well-being. This is how we come together and rise up. If you're ready to be a part of this team, to take action towards your own greatness, to begin honing the foundations of creating sustainable action, to improve and empower the function of your immune system, digestive system, nervous system, and optimize yourself for greater vitality and yesness in your life, click the link below and let's chat. Book your complimentary consult and let's figure out how to do this together. As I rise, you rise. As you rise, they rise. You are so needed more than ever right now. Let me hold your hand and let's all rise up together. Click the link below and schedule your complimentary consult. And I truly look forward to doing this with you. So much love. Hey ladies, welcome to the ultimate biohack for women. Dr. Brandy Victory here, your host. And I'm really excited to bring you, bring you another wonderful woman today. Her name is Naomi Damask. And she's a holistic health coach for in the nutrigenomics, epigenetics, and biohacking field, as well as a breast cancer thriver. I love that term. <laughs> I can't wait for you to go into that more, Naomi. Naomi's mission is to educate women around how to live a preventative lifestyle. She's a regular guest on many podcasts and featured on summits. And uh, welcome to the show, Naomi. Um, Dr. Brandy, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've, we've talked several times in the past and I'm just always inspired by your story and what you're up to in the world. And actually just so grateful that there's people like you that are out there helping wait, helping people wake up to the reality that they actually have the ability to heal. I mean, you're absolutely a perfect representation of that. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? In regards to my journey with breast yeah. cancer. Okay. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. Here. So that was really my wake up call. Dr. Brandy was, you know, it was, it'll be 10 years in December that I got that call that no one wants to get that I had breast cancer and it wasn't just one tumor, but I had two invasive tumors. And one of the tumors is one that is actually pretty aggressive. So it just was like, holy buckets. I'm in my thirties. I'm supposedly healthy. How did I get cancer? And so I just decided that I was like, all right, lady, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to get to work and I'm going to start to talk to every single person I know that has ever been diagnosed with breast cancer, ask them about their journey, what they did, what they would, what they wish they would have done or no one prior, and then just be a sponge and just absorb as much information as I possibly can. And that's what I started to do. And I was thrilled when I found that we actually have the ability to change our gene expressions and we can do so much to basically help ourselves. Um, which I feel as though it's not always being told to us. And so I, I will tell people, you know, my journey wasn't an easy one because I did not want to do chemotherapy. Um, and this was almost 10 years ago. So social media wasn't where it is today. So the resources I felt like were not there as available as they are now there's not as much you know out there when i was looking and so my husband was like there's no way you're not doing chemotherapy he's like you can green juice you can do all the alternative stuff but he's like you're doing chemotherapy and so i thought all right if i've got to do this i'm going to do it on my timeline <laughs> and so i told my oncologist that guess what i will do the bare minimum i will only do four rounds um because i really that wasn't my calling but i'm I'm grateful that I actually did what I did because now I can talk to both sides. 
wow. of wellness. And I think everything happens for a reason. Um, it's been a long journey, that's for sure. I just actually last year explanted, so I had my implants removed. So it's been an ongoing thing, um, and I'm so happy I did that. So I'm now totally flat, and I absolutely love it. And I tell people all the time, I feel sexier and more like a woman than ever before. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! Yeah, like really. Okay, okay. There's so many questions I have. But I will let you go on. <laughs> Um, so my doctor was floored because first of all, he's like, I've never had anyone negotiate chemotherapy with me. And I was like, well, why wouldn't I, this is my body. And I also did enough research that I was like, all right, four rounds, it's going to zap everything out of me. And so I had to go into it with a mindset that it was basically wiping my slate clean, that I could start fresh again. Um, and I decided to go with that mindset because I know how powerful our minds are and a subconscious. And because I knew I didn't want to do chemotherapy, I was like, I have to spin it on its head and look for the positives in it. Um, I learned a lot about just basically being your own advocate. Um, I ended up doing a bilateral and I had implants. Um, I had two sets actually. And this is where I'll tell women is, follow that gut instinct. My gut was to tell the doctor that, you know what, I don't need implants. I'm going to go flat. But my surgeon, my plastic surgeon, Dr. Brandy said to me, you're young, you're in your thirties. You won't be happy being flat. Mm. And I thought, who is that guy to tell me that? No kidding. And wow. all the complications, all the health issues that I ended up having for those implants, I now tell women please, I beg you, be your own researcher. Start to like advocate for yourself. Start to realize that just because the doctors tell you one thing does not mean that needs to be your path. You can do so much for yourself. Um, and I think that's the whole thing is because we put so much faith into, you know, a doctor or the medical community. And, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's awesome. They're trained in that. But also what I tell people now is, guess what? they're trained in dealing with disease. They're not trained in dealing with wellness. And that's where I really want people to know that our bodies are made to heal. Amen. And I know you, you preach that and you're, you do such a great job with that work. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you had your implants removed last year and then at some point you decided you wanted to start helping women along this path? Yeah. So basically I just told my husband that I felt as though this cancer was a gift. And he looked at me sideways, cross-eyed. He was like, how is this a gift? And I said, you know what? I know God has got big plans for me and I'm going to you know, help people because here I was first of all in my thirties and I went through the whole system, the support groups first of all that were out there were really doom and gloom. They're older women at the time that were in these things. And I was like, I want to feel alive. I want to thrive. I don't want to be like, well, I just want to make it through the next day. I was like, hell no, I want to survive and raise my two girls. Um, and so that's when I just decided that I was like, all right, I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can. I started listening to documentaries. I started really digging into what causes cancer? Why did my body break down? 
And I've learned so much over the past 10 years. I've gone back and became a certified holistic health coach in the new sciences of epigenetics and nutrigenomics. I have a business also in a platform of nutrigenomics. And then I really decided that I wanted to do more coaching. I was doing mentoring for years um, of just breast cancer survivors. And I really decided that I was like, I need to ramp it up and start talking to women so we can prevent this. So they're not having that conversation with me. And so what sort of actually was like my springboard recently was last fall, I reached out to one of my girlfriends. She runs a podcast called Toxin Terminator, Amy Carlson. And I was like, Amy, I was like, I don't want another month of October to come where all we see in here is that women need to go get their mammograms. I was like, that is not preventative care. That is actually false. And she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. We need to get speakers lined up. I said, let's tap into our network of who we know. And let's really dive into teaching women about hormones. Let's teach about how our bodies are meant to detox. Our mind is so powerful. Like what is truly nutrition? What are we doing with our exercise and movement? And like the list went on. We, we talked about thermography. And from there, we just realized that it was such a need that people are craving information. And that's when I was like, all right, I put, put aside just the one-on-one -on -one coaching and we're now doing just some more programming because I feel as though if we can have the ripple effect happen, or if we can talk to one person and share this information, they're going to go out and share this information with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and now I can imagine that many of our listeners right now, if they've not been you know, around this, you know, integrative and, and optimizing world uh, are probably thinking, what are you talking about? Don't get a mammogram. Can you dive into that a little bit? Well, here's the thing. You know, I think it's, it's a tool um, to diagnose if you have cancer, but the problem is it's late to the game. When cancer is picked up on a mammogram, um, it's already starting to grow. So I am a big proponent of using thermography which is heat sensors, which then can tell you, hey, something's going on in your body. And then from there, you can either go and have a mammogram if something you know, is like a red flag coming up or be an ultrasound. Um, here's a prime example. My mom did not want to have an, like, another mammogram. She had a horrible experience. And I was like, mom, let's go do thermography. You'd still need to do some type of screening. And I explained to her, I'm like, it's basically a heat sensor. It's going to tell you, it's going to light up red if there's some type of inflammation or something that looks, you know, alarming. And she's like, all right, I'm, I'm game for that. Well, she went, Dr. Brandy, and thank goodness she did do that because that actually was what caught her cancer, her breast cancer. And this was just a oh, few that's years so ago. Cool. And oh. the and the they actually said. The doctors, the radiologist said, we would have never picked this up on her mammogram. So they're like, how did you know about thermography and everything else? And so that's where I'm just like, all right, we need to learn that there's tools out there and they might not be, you know, first of all, covered by insurance. And I'm okay with that because yeah. my whole thing is you're going to pay one way or the other. And I know that for a fact because we spent a lot of money a lot of money the year that I went through all my treatments. Well, so I tell people, I'm like, you know what? Spend the money now. Be proactive in your health instead of reactive. Yes. Yes. I love uh, of that. And so let me just um, back backtrack just a minute. 
um, just, just so the listeners can understand a little bit more about thermography. And, you know, I had thermography and, and my experience is that what comes up on the thermography, they're basically looking for, uh, they're sensing heat essentially in the breast tissue yeah. and the surrounding tissue too. And, you know, cancer's hot in the body. It's, it's hot. It lights up red and it doesn't, even if you have a red on your thermography, doesn't necessarily mean you have cancer. It could mean that you yeah. have some sort of inflammation going on. Right. So it's a really, really awesome way to, like you said, have preventative care, because if you can see, oh, I'm, I'm starting to have some red light up in my breasts. Oh, now may, now is the time to make change around your diet, around your lifestyle, around, you know, improving detoxification pathways and, and those kinds of things. So that if there is something going on that you can begin to start to reverse it. Now that doesn't mean don't go get a mammogram and not double check and make sure that you don't no. have cancer going on in there at all. However, you know, I, I just, I really wish, and I, not as many people know about thermography as I wish that people knew about it. You know, I just wish it was like more mainstream. Yes. And I feel like it's starting to pick up a little bit more. Um, I feel like it's, you know, more and more people are talking about it, which I think is always a good thing. That's why I do love social media. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of times social media gets a bad rap, but I always feel like it's such a great tool. Um, it, you know, wherever we give our energy, we're going to get back. So if we're getting our energy towards looking for good things, we're going to find the good information that's out there. And so, um, you know, there's websites, and I don't know them off the top of my head, but like American Thermography, I think it is, .com or institution. I mean, if you start to Google, you'll find different places. And the questions you do want to ask is to make sure that they actually have someone that's a radiologist that's actually trained in thermography to read the reports. And most of these are sent off. So a good doctor that you're going to go see or a good um, trained thermographer, Prefer say that 10 times fast, yeah. um, will most likely send their stuff off to the same clinic to get those images read. So, and it's great because you can do your whole body. And yeah. a lot of times yeah. what people don't realize is like our, our mouth is like the gateway for a lot of health issues. And if you did that, like, and you find out that you have inflammation around like your gums and in your teeth, That could be your like telltale sign of something's going on and the meridians and everything else. And Dr. Brandy, you probably know way more than I do in regards to the connection between your dental work and what else can happen. I know for myself, I found out later that root canals can be associated to breast cancer. And actually both where my tumors were, were both on the left side. And that's the same side that I've had a root canal interesting now that is new news to me actually okay yeah so i'm digging in more and more and learning more about that i feel like i'm just still constantly a student and learning um and that's one area that i know i need to go and, and spend some time is actually going in and having that root canal replaced and a lot of my old you know dental work of the mercury silver fillings mm -hmm. what those could be doing to our bodies as well yeah, definitely. I had all mine replaced. Goodness. It's such a job to do that too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, there's so much good things coming out now. And 
you know, we just have to, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to clean up what we messed up, right? So, you yes. know, we didn't know back in the day putting mercury in our teeth was a problem. And then, no. you know, it <laughs> is. So <laughs> we got to clean that mess up, right? So we have to be, and again, it's a proactive approach to prevention, right? Mm -hmm. um, could you go a little bit into explaining what nutrigenomics and epigenetics are? So nutrigenomics is basically that the whole gist of it is that we have to be able to change our gene expressions. So what we are doing is we're taking nutrition to actually change gene expressions. And same with epigenetics, the same thing is we're using like our environment on how we can use it to express our genes in a positive way. So what they have discovered is most cancers and even most diseases are actually not genetic, but actually linked to lifestyle and environmental. Um, yeah. There was a study that I actually read on PubMed.gov, which is the National Institution of Health Library. And it said 90, like up to 95% of cancers are actually related to lifestyle yeah. and environment. Yeah. I think that's where I was like, oh, yeah. wow. I, and I'd say this and people sometimes like, once again, look at me sideways is like, I take ownership of my cancer. I don't blame myself, mm -hmm. but I take ownership. Um, given like my lifestyle and what I did leading up to it, I'm like, oh no, no wonder why I got cancer. And I do have some genetic stuff going on on my father's side. Um, but guess what? If I would have been living a different lifestyle, I might not have expressed those genes. And that's yeah, what yeah. I want people to understand is just because you have a set of genes that run in your family doesn't mean you need to express them. What usually happens is um, it's that lifestyle patterns that people I've lost you. You lost me? Oh, there you are. Oh, no. Yeah. So go back to what you want people to understand about epigenetics. Okay. Um, so basically with epigenetics and nutrigenomics is it's basically we have the ability to change our gene expressions through either lifestyle, like the environmental things that we're exposed to, as well as nutrition. Um, so basically we have the ability to change what's going on with our genes. So just because you're saying, oh, I'm born with bad genes, guess what? You don't have to express those genes. So I'm one of those. Um, I have cancer genes on my father's side. But guess what? I triggered, I turned on that light switch of those genes and I turned them on because of my lifestyle. And I do know that. And also knowing so much more about my own body now, like that fact that I have both markers for MTHFR. So basically saying that I'm not methylating properly compared to other people. And so what do I need to do is I need to make sure that I'm eating tons of dark leafy greens and doing other things to support my detoxification pathways. I didn't know any of this, Dr. Brandy. Um, you know, what I was doing to support myself was I was loving on my cocktails. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, now looking back, I was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't helping. And it's like all those little, I tell people all the time, it's all the 1% add up to 100%. Mm. The good and the bad, they all add up to 100%. Um, so yeah, I was exercising. I, you know, I was eating, you know, quote unquote, pretty clean um, back in the day. Now I know it was not as clean as I could be. But it, it was also just the what I was using on my body 
what I was also using in my mind. Um, cause I really truly had to dig into all the different layers of, you know, health and wellness and healing the body. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a big, big job. I, first of all, I just want to commend you hats off to you for jumping into it, you know, cause it would be so easy. I can only imagine I haven't been there. I can only imagine how easy it could be to just shut down, become a victim, wig out, sit in front of Netflix, drink extra alcohol, cry <laughs> and wonder oh, yeah. if your life is going to end. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and I had my fair share of crying, but a girlfriend actually told me, she's like, the secret is using your shower. And so I was like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, get in the shower, ball your eyes out. And she's like, and just let those tears be washed away. Because we have to express our emotions. Um, and it's okay to go through all those steps. And trust me, I went through a whole, you know, gamut of anger, fear, and all those things. When mm -hmm. we have to address those things. But what I will say is people get stuck in two areas. Um, is we hear a lot of people saying F cancer. Right. I, I never will say that because one, I feel the whole the whole thing, it's negative energy. Yeah. Um and that's what you're going to get more of is like that anger, you know, like when you even say it, it's just like your whole body tenses up um, versus I'm like, I'm sent, sending my body love and light. Like, come on, like I'm healed. And I constantly telling my body that I'm healed, that I'm loved. Um, those are the things that I want. That's what I want to grow and express. But I had to go through a lot. I mean, I had a lot of fear that my cancer was going to come back. I did a lot of food shaming of myself. So I ended up, you know, going to the extremes when I got diagnosed, I like literally like drove myself crazy, drove my family crazy. And it wasn't until two years later that I was actually seeing an acupuncturist in Georgia. And the woman said, can I share some stuff with you? And I was like, absolutely. She's like, all what you're doing right now by like food shaming yourself is actually more stress on your body versus if you would just go and eat that cookie and be joyful with your child while you're eating it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a big one, right? It is. It is because those emotions, you know, that primary and secondary food that really comes into play. And I was like, Oh, the emotions. That is one area that I didn't address. I have seen that with so many other um, thrivers that they don't want to address the emotional side of healing. And it, it can be hard. There's, hard. I mean, Think about it. It's a lot of things you don't want to discuss. I mean, I had to do a lot of healing of the, you know, my younger child self, um, healing of my marriage, healing of for myself, my individual person as well. So it's it's a lot of layers of you know digging and uncovering things and healing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I have a patient. Um, I've been working with her about. Oh, probably she's been in my world about six months, but it took her like three months before she started like actually coming to the sessions and doing the work. Um, and, and she's, you know, she's doing like, I don't know, 10% of the work because it's, it's challenging. Right. And mm -hmm. um, then she asked me the other day, she was like, so, you know, what, when, basically, I, I can't remember her words, but basically she was like, you know, I, I would like to just be, I've been on these supplements for three months and I would, I would like it to be better basically, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, honey, 
Here, here's one thing you have to know. This is your life. Like it's not going to be over in three months or six months or nine months or a year. Right. And then you're mm-hmm. going to go back to your old life. That's not why you're here. You do that. If you otherwise just don't be here, just go back to your life now. Like what's the point, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting because the people in our society, like we're raised in a society that says here, take a pill. It makes it better. You'll be better next tomorrow. Give me a cough. You're not, I'll give you another pill. And that's supposed to make it all better. But what you are saying and what you're pointing to here is that, you know, the healing isn't just, Oh, I need to take out, you know, clear my heavy metals and improve my detoxification pathways and eat a better diet. It's, I need to also address the energetics. I also need to address the uh, mental, emotional, neuroemotional aspect of myself. I also need to address my relationships. I also need to address myself and feel wholeness and completeness within myself and find my way towards that. Like that's a lifelong practice. It is. And it's not going to happen overnight. No. Like literally it's baby steps. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, I've been on this journey for 10 years, like, like almost 10 years. So Yes, I'm going to be at a different point than like even you are, Dr. Brandy. Like we all have our different, you know, points of our lives. So we can't compare our chapter one to someone else's chapter, you know, 17. And we have to remember that. But I know it's so hard at times because we get onto like social media and we're looking and looking at other people's journeys, but we don't know what's going on. No. So just focus on yourself and healing yourself and, and realize that you are going to stumble that you do need community you do need a mentor you do need a coach you need someone there to hold you accountable because that is the biggest thing even myself like i'll fall off the wagon about doing stuff and i'm like oh god like you know what i need someone else to hold me accountable and it's so great to have that because even like my girlfriend was like all right what what have you been doing lately and i'm like oh that's the reason probably why i'm feeling like you know crap yeah. yeah yeah and you know the the repercussions that that can lead oh, to I do. you still do it right yeah yeah it's yep. human it's human i mean i have coaches for everything don't worry oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like okay somebody's got to hold my right hand somebody's got to hold my left hand sometimes i need somebody to move my right foot and i need somebody <laughs> else to move my left foot for me to make progress in this world yes <laughs> but you know what that's why we once you reach out to someone that's already been there, that's already done it, that already has had success, and also it's so much more fun to do life together than by yourself. No kidding. No kidding. And, and you know, I think even beyond that, like I, I know there are women here that are listening to this that have or have had cancer of some sort. And many of the women that I speak to that have had or have that experience their family is all pro-Western. Like, you know, you're going to do chemo, you're going to do radiation, all this wow, wow, drink more wheat grass <laughs> juice uh, conversation is like crazy talk. And so, yes. you know, and understandably so, and I'm not saying there's not benefit and purpose to all that, just as you've mentioned. And if your intuition and your gut is saying, hey, you know what, I should drink more wheat grass juice, hey, I should hire a coach that has a different point of view so that I can have all perspectives available to me and make my own choice about my own health and life. Please do that. Yeah. I, you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. That's why I tell people, why wouldn't you marry both Eastern and Western medicine together? I mean, there's definitely a time and the place, um, for Western medicine. I really strongly feel that. I mean, 
I've been through enough. Um, I just broke my leg when I was out in Colorado this like November. Yeah, that was real fun. But I will say, here's the thing though. Prime example is broke my leg, got back here to Minnesota, had to have x-rays again, you know, four weeks later. And the surgeon here was like, what do you do? Because he goes, you are healing super fast. So I'm telling you, and same with when I explanted, when I explanted last May as well, the surgeon was blown away. Well, it's because I've been doing all these things to help my body heal. So think about it. If I hadn't been doing more of those quote unquote, probably like voodoo, Eastern, you know, things that people don't want to associate with at times because they think it's too far out there. It's really stuff that our great grandparents and great, 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 great grandparents were doing, right? Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of from nature. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that stuff. (laughs) So I'm curious, why did you explant? Um, I was having a lot of health issues and just in my gut, I, I finally was last, oh God, probably March, another breast cancer thriver actually had explanted and, and it was her like final story. I mean, I had seen so many other ones going along and I kept thinking, oh, I don't have all the symptoms of like some of my other friends that have had the you know breast implant illness. And so I kept thinking, no, no. And then I was like, do I really want to go have another surgery? Like this will literally be my fourth surgery on my chest. And then I just started thinking, Naomi, you can't deny that these things are foreign objects in your body. You can't deny what is happening to all these other people that all of a sudden have had health issues. And that was the only thing. And then when I saw this woman, her before and after within 24 hours, I was like, of her face and everything else, I was like, I'm in. Like, I just can't keep going down this road anymore. Excuse me. I, um, I totally appreciate so it. I, um, you know, I was nerve, nerve wracking because I'm like, you know, I've had my implants for eight years. What am I going to look like? Yeah. And that, that was, I think, really what was holding me back for the longest time. And then I got to that point that I was like, no, I want to feel good. I want to be able to go do a workout and not feel like I'm literally can't breathe. And that was what was happening. It was like almost having like asthma attacks. Um, And so when I explanted the doctor here, she does a ton in the Midwest. And she said, I explant more than I implant now. And she said, what you're dealing with is definitely from your implants. She's like, you have to remember, she's like, you had them under the muscle. She's like, and so she's like, all that pressure is on your chest. And she's like, And she was, there's a reason why we say you need to replace your implants every, you know, 10 years. And she goes, think about that. She goes, what's happening? And it's, they say it's sort of like car tires. And I went back to the first conversation with my first plastic surgeon. And he said, well, it's sort of like a car tire. It starts to wear out. Well, I didn't think about that at the time. It's wearing out inside my body. And so I finally was like, you know what? I got to do this. I, here I am. That's one of my puzzle pieces of my healing, um, which I also know is going to be another piece of be able to help other women to really, truly understand we can be feminine. We can be sexy without having breast. That's right. That's not who's defining who we are. And I mean, I literally, I thought for sure I would be like getting prosthetics, you know, like into like a, a bra. 
I'm like, mm -mm. I love being flat. I have no problems. I probably make some people feel uncomfortable at my health club because I'm just like, there's nothing there. Nothing. I mean, I literally, before I used to joke that I looked like Barbie, um, just a little bit heavier. And now I'm like, I look like Barbie that doesn't have boobs anymore. <laughs> Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I love this conversation. So um, I don't know if I've told you this, but I actually used to have implants as well. And I get implant oh. illness. And mine were just because when I was in my early twenties, I decided I wanted big boobs um, because I lost a lot of weight and then my boobs were big. And then they, then they were just very saggy and ugly. It was tear. Like I hated my body so badly at that time in my life. Like I hated my body. Like terrible. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll get boobs and that'll make me feel better about myself. Right. And so I yeah. did, and it did for a minute. Uh, and then I had, um, I had ended up getting a capsular contraction. You know what that is? Yep. Yeah. So for the ladies, those of you who don't know what a capsular contraction is, it's basically your, your body forms scar tissue around the implant in the form of a capsule. And essentially what I see that is the body is just trying to get the implant to be outside of the body. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, oh gosh, doctor, what's going on? He's like, oh, let's replace your implants with this textured implant because they don't get capsular contractions as much. Okay. So here I go under the knife again and get these new implants, love them. And what happens? I get a capsular contraction again, both sides. Uh, and then I started seeing this German doctor. That's when I kind of started coming into functional medicine and I started seeing this, this doctor from Germany uh, and she did a lot of extensive blood work. And what ended up happening and during that time period too is I began getting chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. And she found silicone in my blood. So what was happening is my body was eating away at the bag. Mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor and I was like, take them out. And because I had silicone, I had saline implants, but the bag itself is silicone. Yeah. And so the doctor was like, well, you want me to put smaller ones in? I was like, hell no, don't. I don't want anything in my body. I feel so terrible. Like fibromyalgia hurts so bad and you can't function. And then chronic fatigue on top of that, you can't even hardly get out of bed. Like that's part of the reason I had those things. And I don't really talk about that too much. Um, because, you know, may, really, because I, I love it that you have this platform to talk about this. It's so, 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 so important conversation. Uh, and I also feel a little bit like for women who already have implants, I don't want to create a story about, yes. oh no, I might get sick because I have my implants. I don't want to create that for people. Right. So I don't talk about it a lot, but you're in the perfect position for it because so many women who are going through breast cancer, uh, and recovery, uh, they're going to be offered that option. And you get to have this conversation without, before they actually take that dive. Does that all make sense? It does. And you know what? I always tell people, I'm like, just because you have implants does not mean you will experience those things. Right. My body is ultra sensitive. Like I react to medications. I mean, I had both my children totally natural. I have dental work done without anything, but I now know like doing more testing. There's a reason why my, my oldest daughter, same thing. Any medication, she's going to have the side effects and react. My mom was the same way that my grandmother was the same way. So I don't metabolize things. So I'm not surprised that I had foreign objects. I had the capsulation issue as well. Like mm. they started to calcify all around. Um, but I will find this, you know, it's interesting that 
when I talked to my plastic surgeon here in Minnesota, she said, I will have breast cancer thrivers come to me that are newly diagnosed. And she said, they didn't even know that going flat is an option. Oh, wow. And she's like, I always tell women, like when they come to me, you realize you don't have to do any of this. And they're like, what? And they're like, no, you don't have to have implants. And she also told them, and I didn't know this, that if you decide to change your mind, like you go flat and you want implants later on, she's like, you can do that. It's okay. And totally. I was like, That's great. Yeah. But I don't think all those options are all out there. Also, the fact to say that, oh, it's it's 100% safe for every single person. We can't say that. We can't make those claims as well. Um, you know, I think when people start to know their body and know what's going on, and that's where I wish there was more testing that was done prior, because then people would know, oh, yeah, maybe you wouldn't be a good candidate for implants. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. I don't even know what that testing would look like. And, and just for the record, ladies, um, I feel fantastic since having those suckers removed, man. And I'm pretty flat. I mean, I remember after getting that surgery, I, I could run without a bra and it was like the most exhilarating thing in the whole world. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, I, that's what I'm telling people. I'm like, the only tricky for things for me right now was trying to find a swimsuit. Um, and, and I knew that coming into it because the whole thing is if I would have gone flat from the gecko, I wouldn't be more concave than I am now. Cause obviously my surgery would have been a little different than what, mm. what they did. Yeah. Well, you look amazing and you're Aww. beautiful inside and out and you're doing wonderful. Hey, work Randy. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. I'm grateful to know you. Oh, likewise. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Let's see. Ah, such good conversation. Um, I, I had a, something else I was going to ask you and now I've kind of lost it. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I really want people to understand that, you know, if they had to look at one thing, and this is one thing that I talk about in my program is I really want people to understand actually two things, toxins. What are they? Why we need to pay attention to them? Because I, I think we've done a good job of educating people about using cleaner beauty supplies and maybe even cleaning supplies, but we're sort of missing out on the other toxins that are around us. Um, you know, we have the heavy metals, we have mold, which is a huge one that people don't really understand. And then also the, just like the Wi-Fi, the electric smog that we're exposed to. Um, and then our thoughts, really diving into understanding, you know, what our thoughts are doing and the programming that we're, we're putting in ourselves. You know, we can, those are all things we can actually control to a certain extent. So, you know, yes, we can't control the, you know, the air that we're breathing. Um, but guess what? We can do it in, inside of our home. Right. right. <laughs> and just like our water, we can control also like our water, what we're drinking. So those are different things that we can actually be doing to help ourselves and really learning about our natural detox pathways. I know you mentioned that before. I think that's really important because we are going to be bombarded by toxins, but we need to learn to be able to bring them in and get them back out again. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. You know, you mentioned mold and it's interesting because I just literally just last week found out I have mold toxicity, 
which is pretty much a bummer for me right now. And I'm just like, okay, like you, I'm like, okay, trying to learn everything I can about mold toxicity. Cause I've never, I've never really, I've never had it. So I never really learned about it and I don't treat people with it really because it's not my gig. Right. Yeah. Until now. <laughs> so, um, as I was doing my research, I came across a website and they were like, breast implants can get mold. And they showed these implants that had mold oh, yeah. inside the implant. Yeah. That's crazy. It, yeah. No, that's one of my girlfriends. She actually showed me the pictures when they explanted and she had so much mold around hers. Mold in hers, huh? Mine, my, my, one of mine was black. I don't know that it was mold, but yeah, it was kind of gross. I, like my mom was like, that it was so gross. I can't believe that was in your body. So yeah, ladies, you know, if you're considering getting implants for whatever reason, I, you know, call one of us because <laughs> we're going to help you understand that that is probably not necessary. And, and truthfully, I think, you know, like, I really appreciate how you've, how you've come into your, like enjoying your womanhood, womanhood and feeling sexy in your body, just the way it is, because truthfully, it's not about this exterior, uh -uh. right? It's about how we feel about ourselves on the inside. And when you get yourself into an optimized state of well-being, you can't help but feel good about yourself. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm probably heavier than I have been in a long time because of like the explanting and the broken leg that I don't like physique wise look where I would like to be, but mm -hmm. I still love myself and I love my body. And that's where I'm just like, you know what? I'm still going to rock my, you know, my two piece in Hawaii. It, you know, awesome. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Go. Yeah. Mama. Thank you so much for all the light you bring to this world. Oh, well, thank you. You know what? It's, I couldn't do it without people like you and other people that are in my world as well, because I keep learning and, and we'll have to have a conversation offline in regards to people that you want to um, chat with in regards to mold. I've got some great people. Mm, awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. This is the first time I've actually talked about it to anyone outside of my family. And, um, <laughs> because I just don't want to, first of all, I don't want to be a victim to it. I'm not going to like, that's not my choice. And, uh, and I want to have my head wrapped around all my parts around it. Like, because there is a neuro emotional aspect to that, right? There is an energetic aspect to that. Where am I blocked? Where am I not, um, where am I allowing stagnation? Because mold grows in stagnant, dark places, damp places, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's so much to the storyline. I'll, I'll, I'll encapsulate it at some point and actually do a podcast on it, but thank you. I would definitely love those contacts. Um, yeah. And you have a, you have a list and a dark, a black ingredients list. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. The, the black list ingredients ebook black list ingredients. There we go. So basically we're going to go through like room by room and my, my partner and I, she's done this great list just cause I mean, that's her background is dealing with toxins and what are like those toxins that we need to be looking for in these different rooms. So it's a free ebook. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, oh, cool. So it's beyond yeah. your food. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. this is good. Okay. Yeah, no, this this one is a really good one. It's a it's a big hit. So it basically it's gonna be bit.ly backslash T W H blacklist. And I'll also send that over to you, Dr. Brandy, so that way you guys can send it out. I will put it in the show notes for sure. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we close? Um, you know what, ladies, just remember that this is a journey. It's, you know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. So take it bite sizes, 
and really truly love on yourself because you are going to fall down and you're going to have to pick yourself back up. And just like when a toddler learns to walk, they don't say, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to learn to walk like that baby, you know, <laughs> you just have to like pick yourself up over and over again. And that is what, that's life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and definitely, you know, get someone to support you in that journey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Naomi. Oh, I'm well, really excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great to bring this kind of wisdom to our listeners. So um, thank you. And ladies, uh, we're going to close out and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, before you go, just a little reminder that we are all in this together. We have everything we need. We have the tools, the techniques, the inner wisdom to rise up, to bring more light and greatness to this situation, to this planet and to our lives. So I am here for you click the link below and get yourself con uh, scheduled for a complimentary consult. And let's do this together. Let's figure out what it's going to take to help you find that place within yourself where true healing resides, because you have it just like I did, just like Naomi did, just like all the other people I've interviewed have had this turnaround in their life and this healing rise up within them. You have it, and I am so honored to be able to help you find it. Click the link below, and let's get you scheduled for your complimentary consultation so you, too, can be a part of this amazing team we call life. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Biohack for Women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.